whoever's in last place, whoever that person is, if there was a world chart ranking and Sally was dead last, she can talk. I don't know how to get people out of depression, I'm just trying to change people's perspective. Gratitude is my fuel. I think most people burn out because they're looking for money. I think people are depressed when they don't have things into context. They don't realize how lucky they have it. And two, they don't feel in control. When the game itself and the process and gratitude is the mix of your gasoline, you'll run forever. I've already won. D-Rock, this game's vigged. I already won. I figured myself out. I know what makes me happy. Nothing in the world makes me happier. Everybody is the happiest when they get to do what they want to be doing. When you get to do what you want to do, you've won. I think the problem is that people get to a place where they don't want to go backwards because they get fancy, right? They get accustomed to a certain lifestyle, they want certain things. When it's about getting a watch or buying a new home or getting a new pair of Yeezys, you're finished. And I will tell you the number one thing that scares the fuck out of me. <laughs> nice watches and Ferraris. And so I see a lot of people looking for quick highs. That is just not sustainable. Glass half empty is a terrible way to live life. This is full as fuck for me. I know exactly what to do with what's in there. I know exactly what the fuck to do with this and other people don't know what to do with a full fucking container. Entitlement, you're fucking entitled. If you ever in your life bought a $5 fucking coffee from Starbucks, you are fucking soft. Globally, in the 7.7 billion people, you're fucking fancy, you're soft. There's 50 million people that came from dick shit and fucking made it. So what the fuck's your excuse? Both my parents were crackheads, and? Like, uh, I lost my job, and? My husband's beating me, and? I'm not fucking saying these are small things, these are the hardest things in life. Here's my question, life's about alternatives. What the fuck are you gonna do about it? Nobody has anything to complain about. Unless you're the worst human on earth. In the world rankings of humans, you're 7.7 billion. You live in a cage and you're a slave somewhere where nobody's looking. Because that's who that person is. Unless you're that person, stop complaining. My stuff is for the complainers who don't realize they have time to fix it. They just have to change their behavior. Can't complain about your weight if you didn't put in the work. You may be genetically disposition to not have as great of a body or be as healthy and that's just life and that's real. But I wasn't allowed to complain about my health at 37. I wasn't doing the right things. Or you can sit at home, play fucking 2K and blame the world for your shortcomings. Period. They don't wanna do that. Brother, people don't wanna work. You know why? It's easier to complain. Mentality. The religion, baby. Like you, like. But if you don't complain, then you, then you won. You could do it any way you want. Make a dollar a year, make it all the dollars in a year. You've won. It's not about that. Spend every minute with your kids. Spend no minutes with your kids. If you're happy and you don't complain, you've won. This is dreams we're talking about. We're talking about dream. So many people are asking me like how, how do I live my dream Gary and you know I don't have time. I have mortgages and bills and responsibilities in my job. I don't have time for my side hustle, my Twitch channel, my Instagram account, my Shopify store selling hoodies and I keep getting to this new place which is talk to me about your bills. Like why'd you buy an apartment that stretches you? Why is your car so fancy? Like 
why do you need the new Gucci every time? Like, why are you, why are you going out Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night? Like, why are you going to Coachella? Like, why, why are you going to Avengers opening night and buying the biggest piece of popcorn and candy? Like, the answer to all of your questions is not how much money you make or how much time you have, it's what you're spending your money on. Why do you want the newest pair of Yeezys? Why? Why? entitled to your dream. You're not entitled. Nobody's entitled to be a, an amazing dancer. Nobody that, that tours the world and gets to dance and open for Beyonce and make 580 a year and fucking live it and go to fucking, you know, you know <laughs> Monaco on the fucking weekends. Like, it's not how it works. Everybody starts at zero. Some people start at different places. But anybody who does it for themselves has to sacrifice. Like, yes, like, move. Like, my city's expensive, move. Like, my car payments are high. Sell your car and buy a piece of shit car. Take the bus. This is dreams we're talking about. We're talking about dreams. We're talking about, like, I want to be a professional gamer. We're talking about, I want to get paid $200,000 to give a speech. We're talking about shit that isn't normal. Dreams require sacrifices. People don't want to sacrifice. Like some reason, DNA, parenting, circumstance, I'm on the extreme end of everything's my fault. Nobody owes me shit. I shouldn't get anything unless I bleed for it. It's one big framework, DRock, of like, of self-esteem, lack of self-esteem, slash insecurity, entitlement, or accountability, it's these huge things. I'm not judging people other than I'm asking people and I'm bringing up a different debate that isn't being talked about a lot, which is why do you want to go to Coachella? That's what I'm interested in. Everybody's got talent, some kind. Some talent manifests in bigger dollars than others, no doubt. But honestly, here's the unlock. Once you stop chasing, you know how many people are chasing cryptocurrency, cannabis, blockchain, because they think there's money there and have no idea what the fuck they're talking about? I do, because I talk to these fuckers every day. (laughs) You ask them one big, yo, I'm a blockchain expert. You ask them one question, they're fucking lost. Yo, I'm Gary Vee, I'm starting a CBD brand. I'm like, good bro, knock yourself out. People just talking bullshit. Bullshit. Fuck. <laughs> Please take my energy here today because it's on rare form to get happy. Anybody who's listening right now, if you want to set yourself up for success, ask yourself how much risk you've taken in the first 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years of your life. When I started talking about business on Twitter, Every single comment in 2009 was, shut your mouth, wine boy, stay in your lane. I'm telling you right now, you wanna talk about why so many of you aren't exactly where you wanna be? Look deep inside yourself on what your expectations of others are. Ask yourself how much you've been succumbing to peer pressure. Like if you've always wanted to be cool to the popular kids in your high school, you're in trouble. The amount of people in here that have a job they hate and they buy things they don't care about to impress people they don't give a about scares the out of me. Most people spend money on dumb things 
which then forces them to do things they don't want. Long before I became the wine guy on YouTube and Twitter, I was a businessman. And I think if it's your truth, there's a very big difference between being an entrepreneur and a successful entrepreneur. I can say that I'm a football player. Doesn't mean I'm gonna get paid to do it. And so I think the truth, I I think it's unbelievably uh, exciting for me. It feels warm in my heart that the thing that I've seen consistently analyzing this every second of my breathing day for the last decade has been whatever your truth may be, as long as it is actually your truth, you will always over-index. And people have told me to not curse on stage, you know, my agents who look like, stop cursing on stage because we're losing so much money. I'm like, I can't. I have to be me and wherever the chips fall and I think for everybody, A, it's fun because it's easier and B, audiences, audiences are smart to your point. You can smell when that person wants to put their agenda through. Mm. And so I think the truth, which is a very exciting answer to this question, the truth is undefeated. My friends, accountability, giving with no expectation in return, playing the long game, every single person's business or ambition will grow exponentially tomorrow if they spend the next 13 years giving away free content forever. Seems super non-natural. When do you monetize? How do you do this? The person that holds the breath the longest wins. Being efficient, executing, shooting for those big goals is predicated on your actions. Do you take a extra long lunch from jury duty to say, you know what, cool, I'm gonna chill and watch YouTube videos? Or do you hustle your face off and try to cram as much in? So many of you that actually want this, have the skills to do this, right? And sometimes, once in a while, just need to see a different version of it to understand, ah, right, ah. To me, this is an ah video, right? Did you mail it in? Did you mail in that 15 minute 15 minute call got canceled. You had a packed day, 15 hour day. It got canceled. What are you doing in that 15 minutes? And by the way, sometimes those 15 minutes are absolutely worth calling your mom, calling your daughter, FaceTime with your kids. But it's just making every minute count. Every minute has to count. Every minute has to count if you want so much because you just don't have as many of them as you think. You just don't. Do you know yourself? or do you aspire to be something you might actually not be? You have the dream, but you have to execute it. And it's just gonna take you time. Because either at 15 you're gonna make it up and try to front, which is your vulnerability, or you'll just put in the work, put in the work, put in the work, and that's it. Like, it's just a process, man. Life is long. Like, you know, like, just put out the work, put out the work. We are just completely in this incredible place of unlimited options. I I just struggle with people's inability to have perspective on where they sit in opportunity in a 7.7 billion person world. The quickest and easiest way to get to do what you want while paying your bills is to start sacrificing leisure and other things and start focusing on monetizing the thing that you want to do in the future. I used to drag through school. By the time I got to 3.30, I was like dead. Because I hated it. So you can't put in the hours unless you love it. You, that's why I believe loving it leads to the most success. 
because I think somebody else loves what you don't love mm-hmm. that you're doing for money, True. thus they'll be more successful because they're gonna do it for 19 True. hours. Now there's talent. Yes. You may not love singing and you open up your mouth and you sound like Whitney Houston, that's real. You may not love, ba- there's athletes, absolutely I know them, who are not passionate about their sport but they were born six foot 10 and very coordinated. So it happens, it happens, but I think that's the rarity. I am remarkably stunned by the lack of accountability in our society. Everything wrong at VaynerMedia, anything that ever happens, any piece of content, anything that ever happens in my life, 100% is my fault. And let me tell you what happens with accountability. You get real happy. When you feel that there's no other source controlling your shit, all of a sudden it gets happier. Your ego and your insecurity doesn't want to take the L. You don't want to admit that you fed up. Because for some reason, so many of you are living your lives based on other people's opinions. And that is crippling you. The way to really eliminate fear is by not giving a about anybody's opinion. My losses are mine. I'll deal with them myself. I don't need your two cents. You're losing plenty on your own. Patience and inner voice makes you unbeatable. Your rank amongst the 7.7 billion people in the world when it comes to opportunity is ridiculous. To have a special life, you have to do special things. And that usually means putting in the work and loving it. You take your advantages. Some advantages are experience. Some advantages are youth. You have to deploy patience. It's not gonna happen overnight. Right, that's what I learned from you. you I put out content for eight and a half years before anybody gave I have to dream. Please factor in what the world's going to be like in 2019 to 2025 versus looking at what the world was like 2009 to 2015. Way too many decisions by way too many people are being made in the, by factoring in the past without anticipating the future. Forget about Benzes and shoes and homes and planes. The ROI of life is not money, it's being happy. And when I look at the people that I see that are happy, regardless of their income levels or success or fame or notoriety or money, so much of that is completely predicated on the fact that either their parenting or circumstance helped them have actual perspective to what the hell is going on here. Do you know what I wish for all of you 25 year olds in here? That you knew how young you feel at 40. News alert, you're gonna kind of feel exactly the same. I don't think there's anything wrong with chasing money. I just think that it's usually the quickest way not to get it. It's, I, it's crazy how I feel my whole life. Never had peer pressure, never did anything, anything, ever, ever, that I didn't want to do because I just didn't value somebody else's opinion over mine. And that comes from good parenting, circumstance, DNA, a million things. I don't know how to teach that. What I'm just trying to do is I'm trying to become, in a weird way, I like being popular because I become your courage. I think the most flattering thing that's happening to me in my life is I'm becoming people's courage because when they take risk and they take ridicule, they point to me and then I tell their parents to go themselves. It makes the most sense in the world 
to go high risk in your youth. Because you can live at your parents' house, you two and 19 people watching can live in a studio 21 deep. I know it, I lived it, I saw it, I watched it. Like, this is exactly when you guys are supposed to take two core leaps of faith. Either go and do it for yourself, or get close to something that you believe in completely. If you let somebody else's opinion, whether your spouse, your boss, your mom, your aunt, your best friend, if you genuinely, genuinely are living your only life, which oh by the way, by modern scientific terminology is 400 trillion to one, if you even could comprehend how ridiculous it is that we are even alive, like do you understand how ludicrous it is that you have a life? This thing, while you lay in bed from 7 p.m. to 2 in the morning, is your gateway to get out of the thing that you complain about, yet we'd rather watch entire seasons of Friends again on Netflix. The one thing that connects everyone here, regardless of you're winning, you're losing, company, employee, entrepreneur, the one thing from coast to coast that connects every person here is the one asset that we should all be chasing is attention. Before you achieve anything, whatever the hell you came here for, when you go in output to try to create your business, run for mayor, raise money for a nonprofit, no matter what you do, no matter what you try to accomplish when you leave this conference, the one thing that you should be chasing is people's attention. Before you can accomplish selling a sneaker or a cookie or a t-shirt or insurance or whatever you do, you need somebody's attention to tell them. Then your message has to be on point enough to commit them into doing what you'd like. Attention, my friends, is the asset. Nothing else is important to me besides attention. The reason I've always adapted to new content and new platforms, the internet itself, email, YouTube, Google AdWords, Facebook, Twitter, podcasting, all of it. The reason I've always done well with that is my religion above anything else is where is the attention today and potentially tomorrow, not what worked yesterday. There's nothing mathematically in life that can happen that is more ridiculous than the fact that you got one. You're more likely to get struck by lightning 14 times than have a life. Forward, forward, forward. Mindset, all of that leads to one thing. If you do not become a practitioner of how to communicate on the social networks of today, you are 100% irrelevant. Don't like it? Tough. Figure it out, execute it. My friends, negativity can lead at halftime. Kindness always wins the game. Your life is predicated on when you get real quiet and you can't hear another person's two cents. The reason I can work 17 hours a day is because I'm not spending 15 hours a day dwelling or looking back. Faking it to make it is the great flaw of this generation. Please don't do it. Please stop listening to anybody but yourself. Please eliminate negativity from your life because if you want to really win, it is absolutely by reinforcing positivity. So get real quiet in here, get real selective about who you're spending time with, and most of all, speak the truth. 
do the right thing. Kindness is cool, truth is cool. Don't act like you've made it, talk about the journey of trying to make it. Getting off of social is no different than stop watching CNN or Fox every night or reading the journal or the Times. Um, we consume as animals and I think if one feels overwhelmed, they should stop consuming. You know, if, it, if there's a deeper understanding to why one owns something, then it's a movement I can get really behind once I get educated because I'm desperately sad that people buy things to close emotional gaps and they need validation from others. And I think they use items to get validation from others. I really do. I think, I think um, when I think about anything I buy, it's 100% for me. There's something very in the ear that uh, is manifesting to me that's clear, which is we have a lot of people out there that really pretty much live their lives based on other people's opinions. And I just know that right now somebody's listening or watching who overextended themselves and owns things they can't afford actually desperately loves their parents. Like, you know, it probably comes from a place of like, secretly I'd like to still be living with my parents. I like them so much. It'd be nice, you know? I don't feel a burden if I walk through the kitchen and be like, hey mom. Like, I can live my life, but like, it'd be nice to say, hey mom. Like, I like it. Anyway, nonetheless, I think a lot of people are overextended and I think they can restart. And if they're in the context of you're overextended, you're underwater, you're in debt, you're living too much above your means, you can sell off your home that you bought that was too big for you in the first place, get some level of dollars back or at least get out of debt or, or a mortgage, move back in with your parents, which is a, if you're, if you're not worried about your high school friends or your coworkers saying, oh, I'm sorry that you moved back in with your parents, if you can deal with the stigma, well then, that's probably a nice way to save some, you know, first of all, Again, plenty of parent and children relationships are not great, but plenty are amazing. There's millions of relationships out there where both the kid and the parent would think it's the greatest thing that ever happened that the kid came back and lived there for a year or two, including the family, including, but you know, people have pride or, or, or have a preconceived notion that that's unacceptable, that's in the air, and so I'm trying to start conversations that I believe in. I believe there are, hundreds of thousands of people who would become miraculously happier if they, uh, if they saw the world in a different way uh, and did something as practical and as out of left field in at least today's popular society as selling their home, getting back that equity, moving in with their folks for a couple years and reestablishing a career. You know, one of the big things that I'm passionate about is are you doing something you enjoy to do? Like happiness and fulfillment has to become a much bigger part of the conversation than financial upside. I'm, I'm always very hurt when people think that I'm pushing hustle and too much work and make it for the money. You know, my behavior doesn't map to that. I would have been a venture capitalist then. Like I'm, I'm talking about actually liking what you do and being in a place where you don't have issues or internal mindset struggles because you actually have been able to start the process of not worrying about other people's opinions. You know, I'm very fascinated by the conversation of work ethic, hustle, overworking. I'm fascinated by people's ability to not take on accountability. I, I never feel like my points of view and my thoughts and my hot takes and my passions and my story are right. I've never believed that in my life. I don't think they're right. I think I enjoy sharing them 
because I enjoy sharing them. I'm a communicator. There's some selfish needs of communicating, I'm sure. But like, I share them. But everybody shares them. This thought that, you know, I, I think one of the biggest things we need to get more thoughtful about is this question, which is, the answer to the question is by conversating with yourself and trying to develop self-awareness and not look for outside validation. When people email me and say, Gary Vee, I've been hustling 15 hours a day. I'm like, you getting enough rest? You good? Are you, like, are you pumped? Like with intention, my intention is to be happy. And so I'm not gonna apologize for enjoying my work. Like I don't need validation for my work. My work is not my family or my thing. You know, I watch these conversations. I'm fascinated by them. I respect other people points of view. I just, I don't think that, I just want to make sure that they don't think they're right either. A lot of people that push against hard work, hustle, are people who've already hustled and didn't find fulfillment from it, but maybe somebody else did. In the same way that I haven't had to clarify my points of view. There are plenty of interviews in 2010 where my point of view on Crush It was make 86,000 a year and talk about strawberries. I've been talking about happiness the whole time, I have evolved and, and have been forced because I feel like I've been dragged into being a poster child of something that I don't believe. Don't overjudge yourself in every chapter. It's okay to be losing by 14 points at the end of the first quarter of an NBA game. You can win that game. And so if you're, if you're like working 15 hours a day for a year because you're starting your videography business, that's probably okay. It does take work to start something. If you've achieved some level of success three years in, and you don't want to take it to a $10 million business from a $3 million business because you've fallen in love and you've started a family and you want to go to wiffle, you want to play wiffle ball outside with your child, that's amazing. There, there is no right. There's only right for you. More importantly, there is no line in the sand. I'll be very honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm unbelievably excited to evolve. There may, be a re- there may be a time where I don't want to be as passionate about my work and there may be some cause or some game or who the heck knows what I'll get excited about. Um, And so I think to answer your question, it's A, to do it for yourself, B, to know that it's going to ebb and flow. When you're 96 in debt in the basement, you're grinding. When you're not in the same place, you don't have to do the same things. You may still want to. I still want to. I love operating. I, you know, I was afforded a lot of opportunities besides building VaynerMedia and having a client service business, thousand employees, a lot of chaos. I enjoy that. And look, there's a lot of people, I don't post pictures of my family on social media. Lots of people do. I could judge that, I choose not to. Um, I think there's a lot of judgment in the air on this issue right now. Um, and so yeah, I'm trying to do a better job over the last year of clarifying it because I don't want to be dragged down in the momentum of something I don't believe in which is why in the world would I believe in, why would any human being want somebody to burn out and not be happy? But guess what? I would be burnt out and unhappy if I worked nine to five. I would die. Punchline, which is like good behavior is in perpetuity. I do believe in the modern internet to create awareness for something you want, whether that's to raise money for a nonprofit or to sell glasses. I believe the volume of content is, because then you're able to contextualize it to your audience is absolutely the leverage of the current state of consumer consumption. Um, One's capability, financially, energy-wise, creatively, you know, but it's no different than saying, run really fast. 
If you can run really, really fast, faster than anybody, you can win an Olympic gold medal and then make $25 million a year in sponsorship if that's what you choose or live in a cave and say, I won a gold medal. I'm, I'm speaking to what I genuinely believe is the right strategy. You know, how one interprets that, you know, is really up to them. There are literally millions of people that are into entrepreneurship and business in America that have never heard my name. And I've gone at it hard for the last 10 years. People need to try to be self-aware about what makes them happy and doesn't make them happy. Right now, social me- I view social media as a, as a mirror. I think what people are putting out is an incredible indicator of what's inside of them. So right now there's a lot of political anxiety. There's a lot of ideological anxiety. And so what we're seeing is a lot of judgment. You know, I think, you know, the early days, especially when you and I were on it, like there was a lot of Nirvana early users. It was very soft. I think you are seeing um, a different version of that today. But that is, you know, (laughs) getting off of social is no different than stop watching CNN or Fox every night or reading the journal or the Times. Um, We consume as animals. And I think if one feels overwhelmed, they should stop consuming but I don't put social media consumption in a very different place than the films and music and and books that one reads. Like, the collective replies of people's angst is no different than Kurt Cobain's singular angst, other than it's a collective versus a singular. And so, I think it's great. And like, when people are like, oh, like, like, what are you gonna think about that? I'm like, I don't care about social media. I really don't. I care about humans communicating with each other. I'm fascinated by communication and I'm fascinated that we now have a collective ability to communicate at a scale that we've never seen before. And I think right now people are focusing on the downside of that and I think we're forgetting the upside of it. There's so much love and greatness going on every day. I think humans find what they're looking for. If you're signing into Twitter to find a fight or to find somebody to fight with, or to see some negativity, you're gonna find it. I think if you go to Twitter or Instagram to find happiness and positivity, it's there at scale. I think people, first of all, have to give a lot more thought to the environment and the parents that raised them. There's a lot of answers in there, like a lot. Uh, So that's interesting to me, that's just one hot take. I believe one of the great ways to mix things up is what you listen to and who you surround yourself with. Um, I would, I'm unbelievably passionate about people finding more optimistic, practical friends. And I, and I think optimism gets, can, get, can slide into delusion, which is why I say optimistical, practical. Like I don't have outside things kind of driving me and that's what leads me to a lot of happiness. If somebody wants a meaningful life, live a meaningful life, live, just get happier. I think the people that you spend your time with is a big one. The amount of people listening right now who've got a mother who's super pessimistic and cynical, but they love their mother and they don't realize that cutting down their time from seven hours a week of engagement with their mother to two and adding, like going out of their way to seeing the person that's always smiling in the office and trying to spark up a friendship and become friends with that person and cutting up that seven hours a week from mom to two to mom, maybe 30 minutes with that person and maybe reallocating the other hours to themselves or other things is a massive deal. It's a massive deal. Like, 
There's only offense and defense. There's only the force and the dark side, right? And I think that um, right now people are, are, a lot of people are choosing to be driven by fear and negativity without realizing it. And so if you're listening right now, my biggest thing is start leaning into a little bit more of optimism and positivity. I think where it overcorrects is when it goes into delusion and that's when you start creating entitlement. And that is the tightrope that I've been talking about, thinking about, watching. Um, and it's, I, I create entitlement a lot of times because I like positivity. And it took me a little while, maybe 20 or 30 years, 20 years of operating and managing and parenting and being like, okay, I can, <laughs> I can see this, but I'm, not, but I'm a product of not having entitlement. It comes down to doing. You can figure out how to market your business to accomplish all your fucking goals in life, whether that's to build a pool in your backyard or to buy the fucking jets, whatever it is in between, if you're actually willing to put in the work. You know what I do? I fucking work 15 hours a day. I fucking write my captions on my Instagram. I reply to your fucking DMs. I answer comments. I read my email. It's fucking work. You want the secret? It's called work. You have to work to match the ambition coming out of your mouth. This is not about working 15 hours a day. You got family, you got other interests. You do you, but don't be a fucking hypocrite. Don't be full of shit. Don't tell me you're buying a fucking private jet when you're watching four hours of YouTube videos a day. Cause it's work. You have to figure out what you're trying to achieve and what you want and then you need to put in the work that maps to that ambition. And I know somebody's sitting here and be like, yeah Gary, you talk about hard work, but I work smart. I work smart too, and hard. This is not a debate. The most controllable thing, listen, we're all, we're all built differently, right? We've all got different skills, different charisma levels, different beauty, different smarts, we've all got different shit. But the most controllable thing in this room the most controllable thing is putting in the work. We, especially the people in this conference, including myself, we are so fortunate. We are so entitled. There is so much abundance in the system. When I see other people try to drag people down and razz on them for their success, it makes me laugh because they don't realize how much abundance is in the system. There's nobody, not your most direct competitor. I don't give a shit if you have a flower shop on this side of the street and literally on the other side of the street there's a flower shop. Nobody's taking any money out of your pocket. You're taking money out of your pocket. I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you right now, take the audacity, the lack of education, the laziness out of your system and become a practitioner. You want the fruits and the benefits of winning? You gotta put in the work. If you grew up in a framework with parents or customs that really desperately overvalue outside affirmation, the opinions of your parents' parents or siblings because you come from, a, let's call it what it is, an immigrant background where there's a huge commonality there, um, school, 
you were so deeply bought into school that the short-term affirmation of every 90 days with grades and report cards made you comfortable. It's very hard to then go into, hey, hey, this is what you should learn from entrepreneur land. Like, don't worry about it, it's all gonna be fine. That's very hard. You've fully built yourself as an animal to completely value outside judgment that is not based on the market but based on another human being. That's what I'd like people to learn, which is like, hey, like, what are we doing here? You've won the 400 trillion to one lottery of being a human being. Do you really wanna live with regret? Like, do you not understand that the internet is the greatest optionality in the history of mankind? That our grandparents and everybody behind them had nowhere close to the options you sit with today? And really, like, what are you valuing that's making you conform into doing something that doesn't make you happy? Your current overhead? So sell your home and rent. That sounds crazy. You know, when I started talking about like, hey, in the pursuit of happiness, would you consider selling your home and renting? I mean, I got destroyed in the comments sections and a lot of the play like, like that I'm some horrible person. I'm like, how is living your life to pay the bills that you've created for yourself? That's all humans, all that humans do are create their own jails and then live within it. That's all we do. So, so knowing that that's very hard in a human way, the situation you have with your parents, all that stuff, the professional one feels like I have a prayer of communicating that and letting people, and here's my point. If you wanna be a professional skier or if you wanna start a, a blog or podcast around cooking, my big thing is if you jump and start swimming, you know, this is riding a bike, kissing a boy or girl or, or, or you know, swimming. This is, it seems super scary until you do it and then you just laugh about why it felt so scary. Like if you go do that thing and live more humble, live with judgment, you could always get a job again. Like, I don't know, like I just, my great fear is regret. Because it is the obvious thing I see in people that are 80 to 100 years old that seems super scary. Nobody was thrilled that they played it safe. It just, you don't see it. And I think people should spend more time with 80 to 100 year olds that aren't their grandparents. I mean it, I mean it. I think people need context on life a little bit. I think people have a horrible relationship with time. Do you know how many people in this room are scared shitless of 30? Like it's some thing, it means nothing. But our society has decided to tell you that you have to figure it out and married and children and what are you talking about? 98% of the 59 year olds I know don't have it figured out. The hell are we supposed to have it all figured out at 30? 25, like people are making terrible decisions getting married because they think they're supposed to by this age. You know, like buying homes because they think they're supposed, like the rules of modern society have led to, everybody wants to blame technology, you know, and drug companies for, you know, all our problems. We need to blame our norms, our expectations, our ridiculous North Stars that have, Make no sense. We're living, when I look at this young of a crowd, they're living to 110. There's an enormous amount of people in here that are gonna live to 110 and are freaking out that they don't have it figured out by 30. You're not even a fucking quarter of the way there yet. (laughs) What are we talking about? So in, you know, that's very heady stuff. In its practical layer of, of business and life and jobs and career, I think everybody owes it to themselves 
to start something on the side around something that they're really desperately in. You, the reason a lot of entrepreneurs are alcohol uh, are workaholics. <laughs> there's a whole, there's a whole different reason they're alcoholics. Honestly, I'll just go to that for a minute. Entrepreneurship is super lonely. I hate that entrepreneurship is cool now because people that are not entrepreneurs are jumping in and it is a dangerous, lonely game. If you're not a purebred, you will get eaten up. If you don't love losing and love the struggle and love the pushback, you will lose. You will be unhappy. But the reason that a lot of entrepreneurs are workaholics is because they love it. They got lucky. They like literally love, like I remember not loving it. I mean, being in school, looking at the clock, from first period on, those days, one day in high school feels longer than the last decade of my life. I mean that. And I know there's an enormous amount of people here at this right exact moment that are already counting down Friday. And that's not good. And that's not good for Chase, and that's not good for them. And so we need a better debate. The problem is 98% of people are sitting on 50-50 their whole fucking life, which means they're zero-zero. So when you're 50-50, you get one day and anything else is you're just fucking sitting and bullshitting. So fucking flip a coin to pick the one and never look back. If I did my normal $25, $50,000 check, I would have made $400 million. Which means I might have went to China for a keynote two years ago, which means I could have got hit by a fucking bus. I really believe in that shit. You just don't know. You think you know, but that is not how life works. So, to, to like look at two ideas and think you can practically make a good decision is laughable. Literally flip a coin. Just pick the one that feels better right that second and make it about you. Because usually what kids struggle with is the decision they want to do versus the decision that they think they're supposed to do based on the other voices. You know, I think anybody who's listening right now, if you want to set yourself up for success, ask yourself how much risk you've taken in the first 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years of your life. You're going to figure it out by tasting it. Should I eat this cherry? Will I like it? It, The right strategy is to fucking eat the cherry. Right? Moving is important. Because you can change the course. You can't overthink it up front. Right. Like, you, you just can't. Like, we're always wrong. A lot of people make the wrong decision. You know, no matter what I say to your question right now, and they're scared, they'll continue to be, they won't do, they won't put in the work, or they'll be fearful, or whatever it may be, and they'll lose. I mean, a lot of people lose. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people lose. The way to really eliminate fear is by not giving a fuck about anybody's opinion. My losses are mine. I'll deal with them myself. I don't need your two cents. You're losing plenty on your own. If you don't give a fuck about what people think, you can do everything. But the quicker you start, the quicker you do. I think people dwell. I think dwelling is the wrong strategy. I don't even respect my losses. I don't even give them the time to teach me anything. I fucking look them in the face and go, fuck you, and I keep going. Think one time for one hour, make a decision, and go. I don't wanna hear you fucking complaining about it every day. And I mean that. Way too many of you dwell on your losses. It's holding you back. Too many people make a decision and then cry about their decision every fucking second. You made a fucking decision, own it, live it, sleep in that bed, shit's over. You lost. Move the fuck on. Literally flip a coin. Guys, the only thing I'm hedging against is regret. That's what you need to be careful of. Regret's scary. Regret. 
And that's what most people do. They build a life that leads to regret. Nobody old and about to die talks about what they did. They talk about what they didn't do. And you're in the best spot right now. You're in the best spot you'll ever be. Straight up. This is the time to be most thoughtful. But everybody wants you to figure out your life now. Your parents don't have their lives figured out. This is the time to taste and put yourself in good positions. You could do everything wrong for the next 10 years of your life and be young as fuck. And have unlimited time to do anything you want. Do you f-ing wrap your head around not giving a f- about any advancement to your 29? Please, whatever it takes, call your grandmother, go to your great grandfather's burial spot, go back to the old country, go to a shelter, do something. Do something that recalibrates your perspective on what is actually going on here. Every person in here fucking won the lotto. You won. Way too many people have made decisions without ever trying. Everybody's judging themselves way too early. You can literally do four different things over the next two years, six months at a time to figure out everything that you think you might like, you should try to do. Doing something around passion is, this, is very similar to love. You're blinded because you like it. It's not rational. It's not rational. The number one reason I push patience. Patience, man, patience. Everybody's looking up to audit themselves where they are now. Is because patience will give you the air cover to take risks. Time is your asset. What I would do is gather as many experiences as possible. The one thing a 20 year old has over me is 20 years. (laughs) Get the fuck out of the machine for a second and think about what you're doing here. You get optimism and patience, you're off to the races. The 99% that achieve are willing to sacrifice, be persistent, put in disproportionate work, and think in 50-year terms, not 50-day terms. Just close your eyes until you're 29. Just close your eyes until you're 29. Hey guys, my name is Mark Cox. I took what was $2,000 of loaned money from school and turned it into over $750,000 while in college. Now that I'm out of college and graduated, I day trade for a living and teach people just like you how to trade and get financial freedom or at least get another source of income. With my system, you not only get courses that teach you all the basics and what you need to know before jumping into stocks, but also you're gonna learn how to do everything the right way and work with me personally. As long as you have a cell phone or a computer, you can learn how to trade right from anywhere in the world, as long as you have Wi-Fi. So join me, get started now, and let's become a profitable trader.